minute, crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Special guest. Christian Hull. Hi. What's going on? Uh, it's going to get real screechy and annoying for... How long do these go for? They go for... Uh, well, like, How long you got? Yeah. Well, do you record them and then edit the absolute bejesus out of them? No editing. This is oh. zero... This is probably oh. your podcast, Zero yes. Filter. How great is not having the pressure of having to listen back to this and edit it? Oh, man. It's, it's more just we couldn't do five days a week if we had to edit them. Were you committed to a daily... Podcast yeah. and you can never change because it's called the, the Daily, Daily Podcast. Talk show. The Daily Talk Show. Thank you. Talk show. Oh, that's In, embarrassing. I mean, wrong. we could probably make some exceptions okay. for editing. Maybe no. edit that. Yeah, okay. no. and pick it up again. It's great to be on the Daily, Daily Talk, talk show. show. For people who are who are listening for the first time, so yeah, Tommy and I we've we've been doing it for over a hundred episodes every single Monday to Friday, every single day, and at the moment this is coming out while. I'm away. So we're doing four episodes standard, just Tommy and I, every week. But while I'm traveling, we're taking one day off a week where we're putting one of the guest's shows on. So this guest show is... me. Yeah. And it's going to land a little bit later than... We don't. This this one isn't the day of. Have you discussed your holidays already on... I haven't really talked about it that much because it... Because oh, you're famous now. No, no, no. I don't no. want people to know where you're going. <laughs> More because it's it's about as interesting as when someone talks about their like sickness. Like, or, or they talk when people oh. talk about their dreams. Yeah. It's like, well, you experienced that, mate. Not that interesting. Didn't really happen. It's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is ruthless. It is a little bit talk about <laughs> dreams or my illnesses. <laughs> there was. It, there <laughs> No, the, when I had a um, see, I, I'm I'm starting to do it now. No, when I had fucked my back, remember I had two herniated discs. Boring, and a hundred percent so boring. Yeah, it is right. But um, but so you're we, not boring, Christian. Well, well, people aren't finding you boring with what's going that's, on. That's what I find surprising. It's because I do a podcast once a week. Oh, why would you commit to anything more? And it's unedited because lazy. Um, and I just sometimes I don't even have a plan, and I just hit record. And I'm like. Oh, you just hear a lot of like finger tapping, a bit of <coughs> <coughs> what's in the news today? I like it. You don't know what's going to happen. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And then a memory pops in your head. You're like, oh, I have a story about how once yeah. I went to a park for sex and this happened. <laughs> and that's literally most of my podcast. Do you know about dogging? No. Oh, clearly doesn't I've know heard. about dogging. Because uh, Tommy was talking about a dogger, which apparently. Oh, dogging. Is that like cottaging? Oh, what's oh no. Cottaging's where you go to random locations for fornication times. Yeah, I think that's what dogging well, is. Well, I yeah. was talking about a guy that hunts dingoes and Josh oh. brought up dogging, which was a well, because, sexual term. Yeah, well, because Tommy was talking yeah, about a, a dogger and I thought, is a dogger someone who does dogging? But he might but have been misplaced with docking. Do- oh, which is also sort of no, they're very a, dogging and docking are very different. All, all very different. You're um you're known as uh, we've already really, gone. Smutty. I'm really feeling comfortable. We get, it's it's well, getting really. Let's get our dicks out, guys. You, you, you like to play in the smut. You enjoy a bit of smut. I'm yeah. I know it's the like lowest form of humour, and it's like really it's like really easy to make people laugh with sex jokes and smut. Mm-hmm. So I go straight for the smut. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not that smart or intellectual, and I can't do comedy. That smut requires, over smart. Yeah, smut over smart. Yeah. Do you find that uh, has that been an evolution? Were you at the beginning? Were you? Uh, would you take Did the I, foot off the accelerator when it came came to that sort of thing, or have you always been comfortable making it your thing? Uh, well, I'm 31 now. I was. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, since doing sort of the podcast and and all the YouTube channel and all of that, I've been very comfortable. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, yeah, very sort of. I wouldn't. I'd close off, like in the closet. Yeah. Sort of. 
style. I would talk about sexuality or anything. And that was sort of until I was about 25. Mm -hmm. And now I'm making up for it by really talking about it so much. Well, you're a voice for a lot of people. Out there, I think for you know, in terms of well, talking being about someone. the shit that people don't think that you should talk about, right? You get a bit, you get off on the idea that it's like I'm going to say this. Um, I don't get off on it. I get off on a lot of other things, <laughs> but I, I'm just so open, and people, I know people are so interested because it's not spoken about. Like, um, I live alone. Mm-hmm. I love living alone. I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm horny all the time. Yeah. Hello. Looking both of you directly in the eyes. Um, as you sit in my living room on my it's couches. It's really beautiful. It's so like uh, cozy. Like it's the perfect place to be in winter. It's pretty nice. I won't tell you the things that have happened on those couches. Yeah. Though. Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing can be with. No, leather cleans up well. Yeah, it does. That's why I got that's, them. Yeah. That's no, I'm lying. I'm lying. You, you already said earlier about my sex dungeon room. Yeah. No, the yeah. be- I, I walked past, I don't know if it's your bedroom now or the spare bedroom. That was beautifully kept. I oh, think no, that's, that's all- my bedroom's doors closed. Yeah, the doors closed. But you know, I have, you used to have Airbnb yeah. guests. You've stopped doing that? Yeah, it's a punish. Why did you stop? We- I was doing it, my wife. Yeah, how did you find it? Um, annoying. Yes. But we made money. Yes. Some little fucking asshole, one of the guests, and I think I know who it was, we have this cheese board that we got for our wedding. Oh, you won't stop talking about this cheese board. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm ropeable. Well, it's like half marble, half wood. Oh, from Kmart. Yeah, it probably was from Kmart. And it's not fucking marble. <laughs> I've got it's, a few. It's faux marble. It's what it, no, well, real marble. Look, it looks like marble. Yeah. Anyway, I've got two of them. we had some guests stay and then it was like, oh, we'll get the cheese board out at some point. Pulled it out and a bit fell off it. They'd oh. put it back in and just pushed it together. Oh. And it was definitely some of our you know Airbnb guests. dollars from Kmart. There you go. Did you say you uh, got that as like a wedding gift? I'm pretty sure oh. it was the, one of the nice ones. <laughs> Is it, it could be. Oh no, a nice. maybe it wasn't a Kmart one. Maybe it was like a, the real original well, one. And I'm Kmart not ripped gonna, it off. It could have been Kmart. <laughs> but yeah. do you want to take one? You can have one of mine. How many you got? I've got. Oh, I really want that one. You got a you got a brand deal with Kmart. No, but if Kmart are up up, up to it, you would. I think Kmart is one of those brands that's sort of very in vogue at the moment. They don't need to do brand deals because everyone posts about them. Well, they just they just go super cheap, don't they? You can buy a lot. Like it's the anti-minimalist approach. Well, here's the problem with Kmart, and I don't. I love Kmart. Oh, this will absolutely secure me never getting a brand deal with them. <laughs> but um, what they do is. Um, a designer comes out and designs uh, yeah. something amazing and sells it as like a bespoke piece of furniture. Then a year later, Kmart's made a slight change and got a patent and, and selling bulk of it. So that design is now... Not making any money yeah, off it. Yeah, can't things. make it because they've of, got the patent. Yeah, a lot okay, of designers um, will hate Kmart because they do. That's why we all love it because it's like designer stuff Yeah. Um, for $10. Well, that's why Urban Out people hate Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters was known to do that. They would go on Etsy, do a big fucking search on Etsy, find uh, jewelry designs, and then just rip them off. You know, there's factories in China. Like no, yeah, (laughs) wait, suburbs, (laughs) suburbs of factories that are basically as soon as a new product comes out from another company, they'll just start making rip off versions of them, and they just they're constantly shifting what the product is that they sell. So it was segways to start with. When that was one of the problems. But it's How dangerous, right? Good a segways. Have you ever been on one? Yes, I recently did a trip to Canberra and rode on a segway for the first time, and I want one so bad. But there's that stigma around them. Fucking like, oh my god! Have I told you the them? story of the LA segway guy? No. Oh. I feel so bad about this. Me and my mate had dinner, go. and this dude 
rolls in on a Segway, the big Segway we're talking about. Yes, with the handle. The yeah, the handlebars that come up. A normal up. Segway. It's yeah. a normal Segway. The not OG like the hover, Segway. Not hoverboards you're no, talking. No, these the are the ones you can ride up. around San Francisco yeah. on. Oh, my God. And so we're in LA. Well, to be clear, Segways also, uh, sorry, uh, hoverboards work in San Francisco, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably wouldn't want to use them in San Francisco because it's very hilly. No, but they work no, up hills. that's why you want them. Yeah, yeah, they work up hills. Okay, sure. They're very powerful. <laughs> anyway, me and my mate, this is because they're still not that common everywhere. And they've been around for like 10 years. And really? we're in LA going, oh, look at this fucking asshole rolling yes. in on his yes. Segway to a restaurant. Oh, it's gross. He gets to the top of the, um, the 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 ramp up into the restaurant, and then he takes off the handlebars, and it's a walking stick. The bloke had a disability, oh. and we're going this fucking asshole. Oh, the classic <laughs> that's disability. So that's great. It's really. But it does come with that. Oh, look at that wanker CEO, yeah. like a startup. You imagine someone that has a startup rides around the office in a Segway. Steve Steve Wozniak, who was one of the founders of Apple, he oh, right, yeah. I think he would get on it. Are we near? Why are there a lot of bikies around your place, or is it? Well, we're in. Can we say where we are? Yeah, I yeah, mean, sure. we don't give a fuck. You need to pretend that you're in like some really fancy. No, place. no, no. no. <laughs> we're in South Melbourne, which mm. is, um, yeah, there's a bikey. Bikey gang. Well, we can hear. Bi- I want to like, say uh, the common chair. Yeah, there's a few. The microphones few wouldn't be able to pick up on it, but yeah, it's very bi- motorbike heavy. Um, at the moment here. Well, the leader, apparently, this is all from a friend of mine. We were walking down um, Clarendon Street. Mm. I hope I don't get into trouble. Not that's fine. <laughs> um, and the apparently she's like, oh, look, at that's the head of the Comancheros. Were they at the bakery? Because I know that there's a bakery that they would all go to. I don't know if that was sort of a front for a, a bigger thing, but they would <gasps> sort of hang. Tuck shop. Yeah. Really? I don't know. So there was a Wait, sandwich joint. Is that a brand? Joint. Is you saying? Oh, but it's not there anymore. Yeah. So okay, great. Um, Got firebombed. <laughs> well, no, they they just sold Jaffles out of this weird back. And you know, no one's making any money off. There was a place called Jaffle Jaffle, a franchise. They opened like nine shops in s- six months. They no all money. closed down. Well, this is why we thought it was a front for yeah. drug money and money laundering. Well, because yeah, what like how much money? I think of that about. Don't you think of that about so many shops? Yes. Anywhere where you just do the math, you're like, how are you... Apparently restaurants don't make much money. Mm. That's, That's why they pay their staff nothing and they're really bad with paying them. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, would you ever do the the hospitality thing? Like, <laughs> have a restaurant? No. Don't you know who I am now? No. You're internet famous. You <laughs> yeah. don't need to do that shit. I don't need to do anything anymore. Do you actually feel... Like, when you walk down the street, how often would you have someone <gasps> stop? It's getting, like, quite regular. What do they yeah. say? Like it, it, it would be like maybe once or twice a week, but now literally, if I like go into the city, um, I get it a lot. Selfies. And people want selfies. It's great. I'm <laughs> probably going to get sick of it, but it's so fun. Like, can I get a photo? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they do sometimes. Some of them are really cute, and they start shaking and they freak out. I'm like, whoa, you need bigger role models. Like, <laughs> what? You, like, what kind of what demographic are these? Oh, it's all women, all gay guys. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, we love your podcast. Like, Is that what they call? Like, it's always interesting to hear what people uh, remember about you or what they like. Do they? What's the most common thing that the they ner- say? So I did a nurse video, which mm. is my most viewed one. Yeah. Um, and it's how many gone views? Fourteen million. Wow. And it's gone around. You know, it's done the nurse circuit. Yeah. So a lot of nurses are oh, I love your nurse yeah. video. You're so it's so after. true. That's exactly what our daily life is like. Can I get a photo to show the staff? I'm like, yeah, okay. And you take one. And some of them, like, they'll, they, they either 
think that they're taking up your time. Mm. So they go, hi, yeah, can I get a photo? And they take it and then they just run away. Yeah. Like, What's your name? <laughs> like, I'm happy to stop and have a chat. Yeah. But some people, I don't know whether they just get scared or they, oh, sorry to disturb you. I'm like, that's fine. I don't do anything. I don't have a life. Imagine if you, when you, uh, if you ever need to go to a hospital how well you're going to be looked I after. I thought about that. As soon as like yeah. that video took off, I was like, I've got it set. I can just walk into a hospital and everyone's like, oh, I'll look after him. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Because look back. at me. Like, I'm putting on so much weight. I've just joined a gym about two days yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw that. So you've you already had a gym membership, but you were like, yeah, it got, wasn't close enough to work. I've got one down the road, mm-hmm. which I've been to twice. Had it for two and a half years. Yeah. And then um, I've got a job where I work out at South Yarra and mm-hmm. there's a gym across the road. So I figured I can go after work. Oh, yeah, so you're, you're doing work for you, right? Yeah, like I've got to be really. If I'm finishing work and go, I feel like I might go to the gym. I have to go right then, and it physically has to be right there. Because on the way there, I'm like, oh, I can smell Subway, or oh, I can't be bothered anymore. Do you like the smell of Subway? Oh my god, how good is the smell of Subway? Uh, the, the smell it of triggers... Subway in your fingers after you eat it, though. That's what I hate. I think that it's what like oniony smell. What I don't know. It's something. There's something. Stop. In the... Can you not sniff your finger? If it, people who can't see the visuals. <laughs> Tommy's Christi- sort of sniffing. Christian as well. We're both sniffing our fingers, yeah, holding them together. That's what, what this episode will be smells called. smells like burritos. <laughs> that's a, actually... Oh, Rovita. Yeah, because no, that is the problem. We just had uh, some Guzman and Gomez. Is that how you say it? Guzman and Gomez? I think it's Guzmani Gomez. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, spot yeah. on. G&G. But I, but I never Guzi. know how to say it. I don't know. Say Is, is the, uh, the, the common question that, that I'm... Sus. <laughs> the Mexican is by far my default. What's your, what's your default? Cuisine, oh, food. What do you? It's what do you? Real eat? bad. Hence why I've put on so much weight. Um, halal snack packs. Yeah, they're, mm, they're just good. A hot chips. Yeah. chicken salt, a layer of cheese, and then like a huge amount of kebab meat, and the garlic, sauce and garlic, so, the yeah. garlic sauce. sea of sauce on top. Yeah, it, it, yeah. But the interesting thing is, you could change that up. Like the healthy version. There is no healthy. version. Yeah, fucking oath, there is. I oh, reckon as, there is. No. I reckon. I reckon you could, I could look, and Tommy gets pissed off at me because of my relationship with food, but he can go fuck himself. Why? <laughs> What's your, because you, He's you've triggered. lost a lot of weight. But, because, but I'm, it's sort of, Tommy doesn't think that my relationship's healthy. I think you're working on it. Why? In what way? Well, so, um, yeah, why? why? Bit of a destructive relationship. What does that mean? There's a lot of emphasis on it. And oh, there's God, a lot of, gonna... th- go on. I think, but that's what it requires, I think, for you to have lost all this weight was a lot of thinking power mm. from you about it, which makes you conscious, which makes you make better decisions. Well, I'll tell you the, the healthy version in a second, but when I did the documentary uh, with you, the the big series that I did with one episode, <laughs> one story. That's up, right, you came, you came here and you filmed a bunch of... Yeah. And I was asking so many questions about like weight because you, you, you make jokes about your weight and things like that. And I remember yes. at the time I was oh, trying to tell this yeah. story of sort of the sad going, fat clown. So for people who don't know, Josh came to my house and, and we filmed a documentary for his series of documentaries, uh, <laughs> many episodes he was going to make. I was the first. How many episodes did you get we, to? We, we, we peaked early. We peaked one. early. We got <laughs> to me. one. It was we, first season. Let's it was first yeah, season. But yeah. Then, it was the first time I committed to, like, there's a title sequence which says, yeah, one story, That's a right. series by Josh. That's Jackson. right. <laughs> I was just waiting for number two. Do yeah. it with Jules. Yeah, we could do. We could give Lund. that a go. Jules Lund. We're, we're but you talking. came in and you were asking, like, really deep questions. I was like, okay, so he's going for the emotional angle. Mm. I'll give him some emotional responses. They were all true. But, like, I, like, I find that I desperately want to lose weight, mm. but I crave potatoes, sugar, salt, and like cutting them out, I can't work out 
how to cut them out enough. You got so of, lean for a while there, but that was just fucking brute force. You was, did like yeah, a 12 week. I was lighter than what I was. But you did a 12 week program, was, didn't you? It was, yeah, for, for, it was nine weeks. Six kilos in nine weeks. No, nine kilos in six weeks. So in six weeks, you lose nine kilos. And it's so intense. Mm. And the incentive is if you lose the weight, you get all your money back. So it was like, and, and you're not as fat. That's awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. and you got your money back. Uh, no, I didn't. Are you getting any? I lost. I lost four and a half. But prior to that, I'd lost about ten. Yeah. So I'd lost uh, fourteen and should have entered like, earlier. So when Josh came over, <laughs> it's true though. Was he? Did you? You said you sort of are aware of him priming for a part of a story mm. of you. Mm. What do you identify your story as? Or do you think about? You know, do you think about it like that? Mm. My weight story. No, just, just you as a whole, story. where that fits oh, shit, in and, know. you know, what you're doing and what we're talking about now. No, I've, I never think, I know. Like I tried that moment where when someone's not giving us much of an answer, Sam Mack was saying Andrew Denton talks about silence. You, you I, didn't give any silence? I was try, that was me giving silence. That was ju- he was when? talking, you talked over Christian. <laughs> Well, Christian was. I feel like he, had he was telling. He was, he was giving us something. Okay, here we go. Well, no, well, I I don't know what to like. I've got no clue. Like, but that's like the same when Josh came here was trying to get these deep answers. I'm like, yeah, no. Sometimes I'll have some Vegemite and you know have a nap. Sometimes we see from the outside in and we think there's a story to something. Mm. And I've had this. I've done exactly what Josh has done with clients of mine that I'm making videos for. And I did one. Uh, he they were an immigrant. But they didn't see themselves as the story that you'd paint about an immigrant, right? Yeah. They're like, no, I've, I'm privileged. I've, you know, so lucky to be here mm. and I've worked really hard. And so I'm looking in thinking, oh, let's get some emotion here. Oh, yeah. But maybe tell it doesn't. Tell us about the boat. It's like, yeah, bro, I came about- on a plane for yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all paid for. sorted over there. Yeah, yeah. mate, I actually was uh, born in Berwick. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it. we look in and maybe, the, I mean, do you think people there get the a- wrong idea of you? Well, I don't know what people think of me. I think that there's, I I think that from a comedy point of view, there's sort of the cliche, which is the the crying clown, or that you know that I I think that part of it is that I can I can relate to so much of the stuff that you're saying, and I but I feel like I've got a bit of that sort of manic depressive sort of thing going on where I'll be running your I look at your highs and I can really relate to the highs, but then I'm like, oh, I can actually get really dark and sad. See, I, I've been really lucky. I was never depressed about you know my sexuality, um, my life. Like I've, I've, I'm pretty much like I feel like relatively normal. Up, I had a good upbringing. I have a great family. I like to be like alone and isolated. So I, you know, I do that really well. So that, yeah. you know, I'm happy with that, and everything's really great. But I watched uh, Hannah Gatsby just did a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. And she spoke about how her comedy was a way to accept her sexuality because she's a lesbian. And she was saying that the reason why she's quitting comedy is because uh, she's making so many jokes about herself to cope with being a lesbian that she feels like she's... um, She says it so much better than I do. Mm. But she's putting... uh, Coming to terms with it in the comedy... Away from the comedy. So she yeah. can't come to terms with it. Yeah. She's making jokes about it. So she wants to leave comedy forever and just accept who she is. And I think I, I related similar to that in, in the weight issue. Like I make so many jokes about it because it's so obvious. And it's like I'm going to Brisbane 
this afternoon in a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we better wrap this up. Um, <laughs> and I haven't seen family for you know a couple of months, and I'm terrified because I know as soon as they see me, they're going to go, "Oh, gee, he's put on a few." So I try and diffuse that instantly by going, "Oh, look how fat I've got! Mm. I'm eating so much food, and I hate it." Yeah, and that's why I've joined a gym. That's why I'm eating a lot of Rivita now. And um, wait, what's Rivita? It's like cardboard. Ah, like the uh, like Cruskets. Yeah. Man, when I was a kid, like, that feels... I remember eating so many Cruskets as a kid. You don't live I? on your own or you start eating cardboard. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. It's <laughs> well, no, but see, I think living on my own has made it harder because, um, I've, mm. as my mum said, she's like, just find some. Even if you don't want to live with someone, just find someone that can cook mm. and then it'll be easier <laughs> for you and then you, they'll hold you accountable because I don't hold myself accountable for anything. Mm. If I'm like tired and can't be bothered, I'll be like, oh, Uber Eats, halal snack pack. Yeah. And so um, I'm starting to get like really unhealthy, like even sitting on the floor like I am now, it kills me. Come like, sit next to me. It's fine. I'm too scared. <laughs> and yeah. um, Or something you know, really did happen on this couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why? Yeah, you were so funny about not sitting on the couch. Now it's all coming, like it's all making sense now. Well, no, it's also, oh, this is so ridiculous. The the way, it feeds in well to what I'm talking about. Um, The way I sit on the couch, oh, it's so unflattering. Look at me now. What are you? Yeah, gonna, but you've oh. lost so much weight. But I still come feel sit on like, the couch. I, I need like to see this. I'm going to sit on the floor God. now. No, no, no. But like this couch, because the seating's so far back, it pushes the gut forward. Yeah, but, see, it puts you on a weird angle where yeah. it just pushes all your fat forward. Oh, uh, no, I can. So I usually like put the cushion. You do a bit of that gear. Put no. the cushion in front and sort of hide. Yeah. No, I can. I can. So the what I was going to say is the healthy snack pack. I reckon um, getting the lamb and then getting like a tabbouleh or something underneath and that being it would be like then you just got Yeah, but the, the it's problem fine, is but it's not a halal snack no, pack. No, you're just having tabbouleh with lamb. <laughs> but that's don't you think that's just as can be just as yummy or maybe not. Yeah, but then the problem is that is where can I get that? Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Like Uber Eats and oh, yeah, Fedora, Uber, they're all yeah. it's all on well, it's not all unhealthy, but it's all pretty much unhealthy. Yeah. And the healthy stuff I just don't find filling enough. Yeah. Well, your videos are making a lot of people happy. That's good. I love doing them. They yeah. Make me happy. That, and so that is that yeah. your happy place? Yeah. Like I like making, I like make entertaining people, and seeing it do well is very motivating. Mm. And um, I mean, I'll, I. It's funny listening to a lot of creative people talk about how they're not happy with stuff, or they, uh, they leave things and they don't put it up, like graphic designers. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm sure you, Josh, have filmed stuff that you're not yeah. happy with. You want to do a little bit of tweaking here and there. Uh-huh. And you spend all this time on stuff. I'm really lucky in my brain. I don't give a fuck. Like, I've done something. Can I do it better? Yeah, of course I can. I don't have time. Up it goes. Next. Like, yeah. But And then I find that people, it still gets received just as well. Um, you know how they say people, you're your worst self-critic? You're, you're, right. you're, you're, you're your own biggest critic? Yeah. yeah. But, like, I'm luckily, I don't. I don't assess or I'm not very critical of my stuff. And it's all, like, you look at it, it's pretty shit. It's very basic. Uh, I'm a video producer for uh, a big radio station, which does the national afternoon show. Mm. And we've got $200 handy cams in the studio. Mm. And that's it. That, and it, it doesn't record sound. That must have upset so many digital content. Like, do you get the sense that I remember I saw an Insta story Recently, where you're showing someone else doing their, uh, their show, yeah. Uh, but see, my mm, 
the way I operate versus the way Casey operates, who also works on a national drive show, but he's so prof- he's like I feel like he's like the two of you. So <laughs> professional. He loves he loves that. He loves the gear. He loves talking tech. He loves improving and making things. Whereas I'm just like, let's just film it and get it up. Mm-hmm. Like that's I don't I'm not as invested in things. Well, if we're looking at the success metric, connection doesn't, you know, if good gear, expensive cameras doesn't equal connecting with an audience. Mm. And so you can pull out your iPhone and get 40,000 yes. times the attention that I can with my phone, but it's because you've you've done it, you've connected and built a little uh, cult. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and people don't really care. Clients mm. care. Clients, yeah. They want the professional stuff, but when you... That, you know, if you can get out your phone quicker than you can running and, and getting a camera and putting a little mm. SD card in and, and filming something and then you lighting and sh- it just... For people that come to this podcast because they've seen your name on it and we will leverage... Um, oh, yeah, I'll share it. <laughs> it's all about the... No, but like if they leverage. think, okay, what does Christian do? He makes all these videos. What, does he make any money? Like, is, he, is that a job? Yeah, well, I'm starting to make... Some good money. Yeah, boy. <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep. Um, you deserve it, though. You it put in a shitload of effort. I have, look, I've always been, like, really quiet and been like, oh, stop it, don't. But I have, I put in a fuckload of effort. Yeah. It's like having two full-time jobs. I've got my nine to five and then I come home and I've got, like, another nine to five. And so I think that's also why I've put on a lot of weight is because all my energy goes into sitting at a computer and editing, mm. you know, for 18 hours a day. Um, and I put in a lot of work. And I really enjoyed it. And then I started seeing it do really well. And now I've got a manager and now, um, you know, she's bringing in some good clients. And now I'm doing some, like, videos for people who are paying you know, a good chunk of money for... And I always say, um, show them my stuff and show them how little effort I put in mm. because I'm going to do exactly that <laughs> yeah. for them. And it's great because I put in such... It's so... Like, it's so insane. Like, oh, you've sold this for X amount of dollars. And I go, great. And then it'll take me half an hour. Yeah, It's honest content. It's something that Tommy really talks about and strives to do, which is, yeah, it's it's you're being authentic. You're not trying to overbake it. And when you're not overbaking it, I think it allows for the content to shine. Mm. You've done a lot. Like your O-bike. See, as soon as you do your O-bike fishing, which is O-bikes are bikes that you can log on all around Melbourne and just ride somewhere and leave. Yeah. And they were all in the Yarra. Yeah. And you just went in and fished them out. Yeah. And this is very simple. So well. well they got a lot of media attention. The thought around it was I was interested yeah. first and foremost. And then I, my curiosity led me down this rabbit hole. Mm. And then I thought, fuck, they're in the water. Mm. Imagine I fish them out. Oh, bike fishing. I think I said to Josh the name before it, we even I even made the video. So great. And then it worked. But it was only, like I've always led and that honest thing is always about doing what I'm curious yes. or interested in, which then will shine yes. and maybe some other people will yeah, be, the gravitate other one towards that. Was the thousand steps walk. Yeah, yeah, thousand steps. How many steps are at the thousand which steps? Is a famous Pretty, I just counted in Melbourne. them. And how many were there? There wasn't. There's a thousand. Oh there was. No, no, there sorry, was. there was seven hundred. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But here's the thing, my girlfriend my, my guy we say that on this You're podcast. Married. My wife who <laughs> has my ba- who had my baby <laughs> a lot more than my girlfriend. But at the time she was my girlfriend and she said to, she didn't believe in that video. And only because she didn't get it. She's from Sydney. She's like, why would you count steps? Oh, and, but what, she, what that right. taught her was to trust in my direction of it. Mm. And I didn't know if it would work. 
And when you made that one about the nurses, mm. did you know that would work? When no. do you know something will work? Well, you don't. You don't, Are you just... How um, annoying is that? <laughs> yeah, a lot of the ones that I thought, I'm like, this is going to be so funny and so great. I'm like, oh, that did shit. And some of my favourite ones, because they're really obscure, um, don't do that well. So, so I find like... I, I like doing all the videos that I do, but you can you can go into an angle and, and do something like, oh, I'll do something on mums. That I've got a huge mum audience. I know that will rate really well. And then I'll do something weird that I like to do over here. And I know that probably won't do as well, but we'll see. It's like um, doing – I've got videos that definitely haven't done as well, but I love making yes. them. They're my favourite. Yeah. And they didn't get the numbers, but it didn't matter because – I love fucking making it. Yeah. It can be a bit disheartening. Yeah. But then, then I just go, well, that's another one in the YouTube catalogue that will eventually, someone will see it and share it at one point and it'll go off. You know, like yeah. you, you build this whole catalogue of, of videos and content that you know people will trawl through and watch. I think that's how I initially went and how I initially started is uh, when you start, you're going to get nobody. Mm-hmm. But you're building, you're slowly building well, you're the you're the inspiration for this podcast in a lot of ways because when I uh, less the smart, <laughs> less the smart. actually no, we do appreciate a little it, bit, a little smart, a little bit smart. Uh, no, when uh, when I was interviewing you for the little doc I made on you, you were talking about your podcast and how you did fifty episodes before you told anyone. Yeah, and uh, that was that was something that like an ethos that we brought to our own show, the Daily Talk Show, when we started was we did 20 episodes and didn't tell anyone mm. and it's that repetition and and it's a lot of those things have just like uh done is better than what is it like uh oh. yeah done is better than great or whatever it is or. yeah like that's 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 how i feel about videos and, and everything that i do mm. do it you've got an audience there that loves what you do they'll they'll love whatever you do as long as you don't go and you know do some sort of really offensive Nazi content or, you know, um, but they love, they love what you do. So just do it. Don't stress about it and don't freak out. Like I know my podcast is so, it's so shitty. Like I listen to it. It's, it's shit, but people just love hearing the crap that I say for God knows why. And so I just do it. And you're, you're underestimating the skill of being able to talk by yourself and say funny shit, which is, your podcast you say very relatable things and you and the one about the flat earth i was listening to the other day oh yeah it's just an interesting take is this what's going on the christian hull head are we seeing online the goings on in your head yeah it's exactly (laughs) that's exactly it and it's very often different random tangents and i'll remember things and i turned one off the other day because it was making (laughs) me sad that oh my nan dying yeah oh yeah it was a great oh yeah Oh, you cried a bit. No, well, so I went to Sydney recently and um, my 96-year-old nan passed away while I was over there because that's where I'm from. And so I was lucky to be with my family. I mean, she probably should have died 18 months ago, mm. really you know, in a nursing home, can't move, mm. all that awful stuff. And so mum and her two sisters, because my mum's mum, were mm. organising the funeral and nan introduced us all to the Vicar of Dibley. And so oh, I get really sad. And I I didn't realise how strong my connection with my nan was because I get really sad about her her passing away. And um, mum decided to play the theme from the Vicar of Dibley at the funeral, 
which has sadly ruined the show for me because now I even talking about it, I get really upset. Yeah. And so it was such a fun, lighthearted theme and it was a it was a great service and it was it was really nice but then i in the podcast i was like i'll just play the theme now to be so funny when i played it i was like okay i was it was really sad but i so i've never really had i've never really had to deal with with death so much i've i've lost an uncle and and another friend when i was quite younger Mm. and when you get older i'm god maybe you're just terrified because you're getting older but yeah you know, when you lose someone that's been so consistent in your life the whole time, it's it's not. I mean, it's sad. nothing what you think. No, you can't. It's like never having bungee jump. You can't explain what it's like. Yeah, losing people is different. No, for well, it's everyone. like the equivalent of bungee jumping, but then every fifth friend that bungee jumps hits the fucking ground. <laughs> like that's what death is, right? It's, it's a like, real. You realize <laughs> the mortality so that you are. You have, like you said, it's like yeah. <laughs> and how weird are funerals? Like uh, Josh live streamed his grandma's. Yeah, my nana's funeral. He filmed it up the back. What? Because I was she had she was pretty she was pretty boss like they she, they had like a uh, over a dozen priests at her funeral at the <gasps> front. It was like a wow. real big a lot big of people deal. there. Yeah, there was a yeah there was a fair few live streamed it for his brother in the states. Yeah, it's oh, okay, there. okay. There's so much context you've just yeah, but added. I left it live out. streamed it to get followers. No, <laughs> yeah. the, the rest of you really good watch. Content Christian, love- <laughs> it's such a clickbait. Yeah, so, no. Josh live streams his grandmother's funeral. It's yeah. a classic Tommy oh, move Tommy. if I've ever heard one. <laughs> but no, it's a the funerals are this a weird weird thing because I- it's 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 like it's funny. I remember saying to um, I have I say oh you know I don't like funerals or I don't like hospitals or, and the reality is. What the fuck was that, by the way, Christian? It was just know. a noise. As long as nothing's catching on my, fire. My guess it was a um, an old milk bottle or something that was squashed. A, a bottle oh, that popped. Up. It's the cranberry juice I just threw in the bin. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. The cranberry juice bottle. Good. Uh, Your ears. Sam, where's good. my ten k? <laughs> <laughs> I'd yes. like to guess a milk bottle in the pantry. You wouldn't so have, close. You wouldn't have got it though. Yeah, uh, cranberry juice. But, but the. Um, yeah, it it's is. my nan. It's Stop talking about me. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I was. I remember saying, like, I don't like hospitals, don't like funerals. Reality is, not many people do. Oh, no one no. does. No, and They're so it then becomes scary. Then it becomes this. Uh, yeah, like you just need to work out how to cope. But there's so much anxiety associated with. The, oh my god! Because everyone's weird. Everyone. It like, was so weird. It's like it was just our family. Like we decided not to do friends and everything because it was. I think it was just a bit stressful to organise something mm. where everyone can come. Mm. So, mum and sister were like, just family. But even then, it was, you change, your whole demeanour, you go, hello, yes, good to see you. You're like, yeah. you know, hug, 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 and then quiet. And then, like, our family is the loudest family in the world. Yeah. But we were, it was weird. And then I was, uh, last minute, the people who organised the funeral um, were like, okay, Christian, so what you and your brothers will do is then uh, I'll give the nod and you walk up and you'll take the casket to the car. And I was like, what? I can't look at me like I can't yeah. I was like oh no Nan was small she'll be so light and then when I get there I'm in the front corner taking all the weight holy shit it weighed a ton but then we were we'd made a joke just before um, which really lightened the mood my other cousin was like oh my god can you imagine if we drop her and she rolls out <laughs> <laughs> well there is that like because the, the thing is with a lot of this dark stuff yeah. is it's uh the, what you were talking about at the beginning, which is sort of the respectful... Yeah, uh, the, uh, how you handle yeah, yourself. I didn't even know, like, are you allowed to... Like, I was saying hello to the one of the priests 
you know, do you, I had no concept of like, do you shake priests' hands? Do you do, like, I was mm. treating them like they were mm. the Pope. I yeah. had no fucking idea. Mm. And everyone's quiet. Yeah. When my grandpa died, my mum and I were in the room to see him. This was not, this is my dad's mum, so not my mum's dad. Right. And we're in well, there you just said saying your d- goodbye. Dad's mum. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it's my, so my d- Sorry. Sorry. Your phone my phone. grandpa died, yeah. and it wasn't my mum's dad. Yeah. So my mum and I are standing yeah. there, yeah. saying goodbye, and I and we and we were in this moment, and I laughed, and my mum started laughing, and I'll tell you oh, why. Funny. My mum was trying to close his mouth. And it was just, I saw my mum doing it. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing you were ever doing in your yeah. life, Joanne. And we just started laughing. And it seems like the 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 wrong response in that moment. But yeah, no. we weren't, it, w- it wasn't laughing in that kind no, of way. But yeah. there is a lightheartedness well, because you were so raw. And I'm yeah. just like, mum, and we hugged and just yeah. laughed together. Mm. Which was our emotional response mm. in that moment. Which probably yeah. isn't the right thing. I don't think no. there is a right or a no. wrong. I remember mum would feed Nan. And every time mum would like go to put the food in her mouth, mum would open her mouth and be like, ah. <laughs> and it was so funny. And because the whole, she couldn't not, she'd try to think about closing her mouth, but then she was so focused on closing her mouth that she'd like push the food into Nan's cheek because she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so my brothers and I were just like, we were like, Nan was like not in a good spot, but like just, we were, we was, it was so funny. <laughs> and it's like, oh, should we be laughing at this? Nan's dying. Uh, and then you stop. Nah, it's fine. I feel like I don't spend enough time thinking about sad things. Like I actively avoid it. There were Brie was. Uh, we were at a cafe the other day, and Brie saw sort of a an older man who was in a wheelchair, and he was sort of his hands were sore from it being cold, and he was sort of rubbing it, and he didn't look well. And she got quite emotional. And like when I got into the place and I was thinking about it, I got really sad mm. as well. Mm. And then in that moment, there was sort of this fire in me to sort of do something. Like, what can I, what can I do? Mm. How yeah. can I contribute? Yeah. Do you find that you have though? Like, how much time do yeah. you spend in sort of sadness? Do you think? Oh, sometimes I go to the really dark places, yeah. and it's really funny because uh, I did another podcast with. Jess Khan, you know yeah, Jess? yeah, and he said something very similar. Mm. It's like, do you, does your head ever go into these weird dark places? So dark, like I'll go really dark, where I'll think like, what happens if Mum and Dad died on the plane crash, like when they were flying to Europe? What yeah. if they died? What would what eulogy? Who would they pick to do the eulogy? Like, yeah. and then I'll I'll be thinking, and I'll be going, to, and I'm like, whoa. Oh my God, why are you going here? Yeah. Like, it's really But I'm never like, I'm never, oh, sometimes I'll get a bit sad about it. But I'm usually like, okay, here's what I do. Or oh, imagine if my brother died. Like, how would I feel? Would I have to quit my job? Or how would I emotionally handle something like that? Mm. Do I need to prepare for something like that just in case? And then I'll get into these really weird, dark spots. Mm. Um, I think it's human, though. I think. Is it? Some people I've don't. Never, I've, I've spoken. I've spoken about it with Jez. Yeah. I haven't spoken about it on like my stuff because I just think it's. Is it weird that you no, think about? I think people go like I think my mind tries to fuck with me sometimes by going super super dark. Super dark. Yeah. So it's the um, like. Do you go to dark? Like, there's a knife. What if I stab? Yeah, Tommy. It's right a little now? bit. Yeah. It's like, what, what would you push? Imagine if I push this person in front of the oncoming train right now. Yeah. Like, but definitely. You're never gonna do it. Well. Yeah. But I literally like my, the scariest one, which I planted in my brain, and I can't get rid of. Oh my is, god. 
grabbing <gasps> is whenever I see a gun on a police officer. It's just I the, thought the, about the, that. The, the grabbing of the gun. What if I take the gun right now? Like, yeah. Could yeah. I get it out of yeah. the holster? Yeah. yeah, I've thought about that. And that Probably not. But, <laughs> that, that scares but, the fuck. It. Like, yeah. it was an, it's enough to... I know that I would never, ever, ever do it. But I'm like, how is this not happening? Like, if, if I'm having this thought, how many people have, you know... Uh, are in a dark place, and all, like it was, it's scary when you. We're can, all con- containing you, the monster. Here's a weird, really weird curveball. Don't feel to answer because I know it's mm. a really hot topic at the yeah. moment. But um, this is the sort of the debate between: can we fix the issue with the 22 year old girl that was you know, murdered, raped, mm-hmm. and murdered in the park? Eurydice Dixon. Mm. Um, she's just walking through the park, and a lot of people are saying. Um, we need to teach men good behaviour, which we absolutely do. Yeah. But a, a lot of us know not to do that. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who have mental issues mm-hmm. um, who probably have those thoughts and then actually act on them. Is how do you then, how do you fix that problem? Because we all know, mm. like men and women know, let's not murder someone. You yeah. know, not to murder someone mm-hmm. because it's probably going to be traumatic for the person doing the murder it ruins your life it ruins someone else's life you realise the consequences the consequences Um, like we all know that Mm. then there's people who just have have severe mental problems who can't work that out they can't see empathy they can't see all those sorts of things and so I don't know in the case of the guy that that actually Mm. this 19 year old who killed her but he yeah. ended up handing himself in so yeah. surely he wasn't mentally unwell or he had an episode or mm. but so like then how do you fix that problem well i think that that's like the the big issue right like it's all like we all feel like we uh there's a, a communal responsibility that we all have as a society that if this happens that we should try and do something like what can we do but do you think we're becoming um so back in the in the early you know like the uh, 70s and 80s like Harvey Weinstein-esque mm. he thought he could get away with it because there was no way that people could become hyper aware of what he was doing yeah. now you've got Facebook and Twitter and everything mm. and you know I'll drop a pen and everyone suddenly knows exactly what I'm doing mm. are we mistaking being super hyper aware for progress happening we just know it's happening. Like you had the acting community knew it was happening, but mm. it wasn't enough people to really cause a change. Yeah. Then the public became aware through Facebook and Twitter and through all those avenues. So now everyone knows, so we have to do something about it. So no, there's a lot more noise than there once was. Yeah, but my worry is that it's just noise. Will yeah, yeah. anything actually change? Well, I think that the the hard thing is, has there been really clear, distinct actions that we can take i guess that was the frustration that a lot of people had it's like look after your own personal safety and things like that but what yeah what is what is it that we because obviously the majority of people won't rape and murder someone Mm. but we what can we do to stop stop those people from doing i get there's there's obviously the there's the stuff around the locker room sort of Mm. chat and, Mm. and stuff like that but it's um, yeah, it's interesting. There, there is a bit of helplessness. I, I, but but I, I think maybe that's what that noise is. People I mean, are good. feeling helpless, Don't and that noise wrong. that you're that we're hearing, and everyone going to a vigil is yes. people is the sign that no one knows how to fucking fix this just yet. Mm. Otherwise, I think we would be talking around 
the points that have been put forward that everyone needs to be a part of. I even feel like sometimes, you know, in you know, speaking from experience, well, maybe not speaking from experience, I've had things happen where I'll raise an issue mm-hmm. and nothing's done about it. But I know if four or five people raise the issue, something will get done. Yeah. But I raise the issue back here. If you did something back here, you wouldn't have four or five people raising the issue up here. Mm. So it's sort of like uh, nothing. I maybe maybe it's because I've just had a bad experience, but I I sort of feel like that's going to happen forever. Where you got one person that that something's happened to them. It's like, well, it's just one person. Oh, now we've got ten people, and now it's happened. Let's do something now. Yeah. It's like, well, if you did something back when the one person brought it to you. You wouldn't have nine people who you fucked over. Yeah. You made a video, um, what was the name of it? And it was all, uh, centered around sort of women's experience with men. And it was uh, around yeah, recently well, I, about... Yeah, I made it uh, after this Eurydice, sort of after she was murdered. Um, it was everyone's... Everyone is sort of saying what should now happen. Like everyone wants a solution right now and they go, here it is. And it's obviously that's... You can't just make a solution overnight. But um, I find that I'm not a real uh, people don't turn to me in a in a crisis or whatever mm. like they come to my channel for humor so I thought well how can I reflect on the craziness that is women going out at night which you know people are saying they shouldn't do and always have a phone and always all the steps so that women can't get raped and murdered and I was like that's that's really funny like yeah. there's actually steps in place for women so they can't get raped and murdered. You've seen the and stupidity. Yeah, it was so yeah, dumb. Yeah, and so my dumb. things were like, um, you know, don't go outside because you'll be raped and murdered because you're a woman. <laughs> stay inside where your partner will probably domestically beat you up. So maybe don't stay inside. So go outside. So, like, just become a man. You know, like, yeah. I love that I put on my Trish voice yeah. to do that. <laughs> but it was just so ridiculous because you look at all the different advice from all the different, you know, the police, the media, friends and family, and they're all saying all different things. And it's like, mm. well... How, I'm. How do I not, as a woman? How do you not get murdered? Yeah. How, so. And how do you? How do you come to terms with, I guess, being a, a male voice within these conversations? Um. It was, I, it was Trish. Yeah. <laughs> no, I put on a wig and became a woman. <laughs> I no. I, I always up front go. Okay, this is a perspective from a 31 year old gay white male who had a pretty good upbringing. Mm. This is this is where I'm coming from and. I was pretty honest. I was like, I can't relate at all to this. Yeah. I can walk down the street. I go to parks at night time. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you know like I can't relate Walking to this at all. But I yeah. see it as such a awful, horrible thing that, you know, women have to go through. If they want to go, you know, if you want to get to IGA from here at night time, you have to walk past a lot of dodgy places. Yeah. And if I was a woman, I probably wouldn't. Because you've, you've made YouTube videos about like uh, – different names for vaginas and stuff yeah, like that. So here's the weird thing is the the video before I made that, yeah. um, I posted, it was like different names for your penis. Mm. And and I was like, am I being really hypocritical here? Because mm. I start to go, okay, I need to see the content I'm making. I see it in a whole different light every time there's sort of something goes on or I get a lot of feedback. Um, I go, okay, how is this a really hypocritical message? Because I'm, um, you know, I did one that was, you know, different names for your vagina. Yeah. And someone said, oh, you're making fun of women. And I was mm. like, oh, shit. Am I though? Like, I'm a 31-year-old straight gay guy. My intention wasn't to do that. It was yeah. just saying funny names for your vagina. And um, 
which is a stupid video. And a lot of people are like, no, this is great. And then you get all the, no, this, it's different if it's comedy. You get that whole debate comes in. Mm. You know, like, can you make rape jokes? Yeah. And then a lot of comedians like, yeah, of course, it's comedy. You can make lighthearted jokes about anything. But then it's sort of like, can you though? And then yeah. you've got to look at your, the way you deliver it and, and your message and then how your audience will perceive that. And, um, I'm pretty lucky that a lot of people know my intentions. I'm not controversial. I don't ever set out to offend. I'm I'm pretty safe. Mm-hmm. So they if if I do do something bad, which I haven't and hopefully don't, um, I think people will be like I've been told I've been skirting a, a thin line for for something that I did. Um, who I like, oh, who do you listen to in those cases? Who who's telling you that sort of stuff? Uh, the the people who watch the videos. Like they'll yeah. send a message and it's always really nice. It's like, hey, I know this wasn't your intention, but this is my situation and this is how I've taken this mm. video. I'm sure that other people will. And I go, ah, no, I don't want that to happen. And so sometimes I'll diffuse it by writing a comment saying... Yeah, uh, yeah justifying you know, your justification. Like, um, or I'll put... Uh, this is so rare. This is literally with one video. Mm. Um and especially that Eurydice video, mm. I was so nervous. I sent it to a... F- it's the first video I've ever sent to someone to go, yeah. am I being really insensitive here? Yeah. Um, and Who'd they're like, no, 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 no. It's um, a friend of mine that works in news. There goes mm. the... The Nan again. Yeah. Um, she works in news and yeah. she was talking a lot about it. And so, and she's quite a sensitive person when it mm-hmm. comes to this. Yeah. So she said that was fine. But then I, I stayed and for an hour and a half, I read every comment that came in and it was about 98% good and there was, you know... There was a few people that were like, this is too soon. And a lot of people were like, no, it's never too soon to talk about this. And mm-hmm. people just sort of have it out in the in the comments. But yeah. I was replying to a lot of them and reading a lot of them and you, you see people's opinions. And people will always, they will always be offended by something that you do. Mm. Whatever video I put up, mm. someone will always be offended. So you can't, you can't get upset when someone does. Mm. And usually if someone... If someone on on a comment says they're really offended, I'll leave them. Like, mm. whatever, go away. You... But if they send me a direct message, I yeah. know that they didn't want to do it publicly. Yeah. They didn't want anyone to read it and yeah. it's really come from a good place. So I'll reply to that. And usually, they're, like, they're not angry. Mm. Like, no one's ever been angry. A lot of dads and boyfriends, mm. uh, their partners will watch my stuff and so they hear it and they get really angry. So and then like, they, they... How do I to... unfollow this bullshit page shut the fuck up and i'm just like ha 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 and so i write to them i go this always wins them over it's great i go oh no it's super easy when you see a bit of my content there's a little arrow you click it and you go hide everything and i was like if you really want to be if you really don't want to hear me at all go into your wife's page and do the same for her so she never sees me (laughs) and they always go ha you're so funny no i love your stuff it's fine maybe they think you're unattainable they write this message thinking that you're not a person not that they don't. I Some know, people they... think I'm a business that have like a sea of people replying to messages. Yeah. Well, I think also people, I think that um, people get triggered by different things, right? And sometimes if what you're saying is maybe requiring a little bit of uh, ref- self-reflection mm. on how they are or their ideologies or what the, how they view the world, if it's a little bit different, it can sometimes be, be a bit confronting. Well, I think if well. you reply to a really negative comment with, you know, like you're a good sport about it. Yeah. People like really go, oh, it's such a good sport about that. What a nice person. Rather than <laughs> yeah. like they want you to reply with, yeah, fine, I'm going to fucking ban you, you stupid dickhead. Yeah. Um, that, that's what they want. Like they want you to have an argument. So you just don't have an Do argument. Do you think you're a people pleaser? Yes. I try. Like uh, any negative comments, I'll be, 
I was. I reckon I was. I still want to be. But someone said to me, um, it's really unfair that you only reply to negative comments. Yeah. Because you've got all the positive comments and they would desperately love for you to reply. And then all the haters, you're giving them all your attention. It's such so, a common issue though. So many people. Mm. I was listening to the Osher Ginsberg podcast and he had Guy Sebastian who literally gave that exact example. Someone wrote to him and said uh, something really negative and Guy wrote back and said, uh, uh, you, know, you don't even know me. And someone mm. messaged him and said, hey, I've... I've I've tweeted you hundreds of times oh. in the last like three years saying yeah. positive stuff, and this person said one negative thing. Yeah, well, as much as we think yeah. we're good at constructive criticism or criticism, taking it on board, yeah. it does. It cuts deep, and I think that's the creative things that we do. Mm. These are extensions of our thoughts. Look inside yeah, your head, and yeah. then people are going, "That's shit." You think shit? Yeah, you're dumb. Yeah, yeah. go away. Like, oh, all right. You can just delete my... Leave me alone. Is the... Uh, do you have any sort of brand filters or values or like what, what's what's your mission? What's your goal? What's your... Here's the deep questions again. Josh is good at deep um, questions. I don't think I have a mission or a goal. It's mm. just sort of make lighthearted content that people can be entertained by. Do you think that's how you've got as far as you have? Yes. I think being consistent... Um, and it's like you said before, things that you are passionate about that you may not realize is super relatable. You'll do the thousand steps video or the O-bike fishing and everyone's thinking exactly the same thing. Mm. Um, and you, you put it out there. Here's a weird example. I'm addicted to nasal spray, right? Mm. So I got a cold. I used it for like, it was like. Two months before I realised I've been using this for so long. And then I read the package and it said, mm. don't use for more than three days. So a year later, I'm still going and I just casually mention it in a video. Like, oh, I'm addicted to nasal spray. So many people are addicted to nasal spray. What's the yeah. addictive bit? What is Because well, it, it clears. And so then what it does is, it, I've, I've researched this. So um, it, it opens up your nose so you can breathe. So when mm. you have a sinus problem, it just forces your nose open. So when that heals... Um, what your nose wants to do is close over and because it comes all really dry and mm. it, it closes over to, to fix itself. Yeah. And so, but what it does is it puts so much pressure on your sinuses that it, it hurts. And then I end up sounding like this and I can't physically breathe at all. And it's really uncomfortable. So <laughs> I get anxiety. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, I have, I have three bottles down in the bedroom. I have uh, two at work. I have two at Channel 10 at my work. I've got one in my laptop bag. What's so the out? I've, I've been there. I've been addicted to have it. Have you? How yeah. did you get off it? Well, I didn't. I definitely wasn't maybe closer to the three-month mark and then oh, I yeah. just stopped. But, yeah, because it, it's almost like if you don't sleep. use it, you won't. You, you can't sniff. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't breathe. But yeah. then, yeah, when you do use it, it opens up. So if you stop, you're in trouble. But I can't sleep because as soon as my nose... I'm just so uncomfortable. I just can't fall asleep. Do you asleep. think you have sleep apnea? Maybe have you looked at that? Is it like yeah. some of the. Um, Is that when you snore? Yeah, my mate nasal, but it's all connected to sinuses and stuff right. like that. No, I reckon I'm just. It's just the you nasal just spray. Nasal spray. Because instant relief as soon as you. So yeah. you've been doing it for over because when three we three years. Three years. Yeah, and people have written to me going, "Oh, I was addicted for you know two and a half years and I had to go and have surgery and have my sinuses bloody removed. Well, well maybe not the sinus removed, but they had like yeah. severe surgery and they were like, it's awful. Like, stop doing it now. Trust me. I'm like, I can't. Have you have you got to a point where you go to different chemists? <gasps> oh no, 
Well, no, but I never together. ask. Um, so I, when I go into a chemist, I've had a couple of experiences where I go, oh, I'm, I think I have a cold and I need some nasal spray. <laughs> wow. Where are they? And they go, this is a good one. I go, where's the Dimatap? You know, like, where <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, oh, what, why this one? And I'm like, oh, don't ask questions. Just give me it. It's like, I am an addict. And, and she's they like, probably well, know. No, I'm not, I don't want to sell it to you if you're addicted. I'm like, don't you not sell it to me. Here's some saline and some whatnot. And then. What's saline? It's just like, it's just like salty water. Yeah, like, I, the natural ones. I once got really pissed off because I, I went into work. this this chemist and I was traveling, and they're like, "Oh, this one will work. This is good. This is natural." I was like, "Oh, okay." Reluctant. Ugh, what a what I made that mistake on like uh, Travacalm, the natural one, which is just ginger, oh, and just yeah, fat, yeah, fat, like tummy. just chewing on it, just fucking wanting to vomit on the boat, just being like, this <laughs> bullshit. Oh, yeah, no, natural remedies, I mean, they're better, but no, <laughs> I just want the really terrible chemicals. Drugs, drugs work. Yeah, drugs are great. And and so now when I go into a chemist, I just don't make eye contact. I'm like, no, I'm fine, and I'll just peruse until I find it. Because I know it's the chemist down from where I work, like I buy it, it's like once every two weeks. Yeah. They have luckily, yeah. Yes. They've questioned me once, but I'm like, oh, whatever. That's full of, Is it I've affected your nose or anything? Like... Not yet. Yeah. It's full I don't know. Well, sometimes I'll like, maybe it has. I'll blow my nose and there's lots of blood. I'm like, oh, well, oh, better get that blood out. It's not oh. the cocaine you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that ball was a <laughs> it's, it's not not ideal. Well, yeah. Good, good it's probably worth, probably worth going to the um, the doctor no, on that one. Do you, I avoid the doctor. Do you know, it's, there's a avoid. big push on men going to the doctors because there's a lot of men who aren't happy Why? especially for, oh, like, for like depression and stuff. well but also Everything. like get the the put the fingers in the bum well i think it's if it's oh, prostate yeah do you need me to test your prostate yeah <laughs> a few prostates been tested in this household title of the show um you've you're employed uh, at the moment, is there? Do you have a desire to be self-employed? At the moment, at the what moment? are you? Doing? <laughs> we'll never know do, after these after these episodes. Oh, yeah, look, exactly. After people I work with hear my podcast and hear the things that I do, and I'm still surprised <laughs> that I've got a job. I mean, the the company I work for was like, "Give us your podcast for our podcast platform," and I was like, "Have you listened to it yeah. yet?" Like, yeah, it's pretty out there. Like, do you yeah. do you worry that in the uh, so, so the Me Too. Oh my God! I know where you're going with this. All and this yes, and with so, it's it's very funny. It's got a lot of smart. It's got all that sort yes. of thing. You know, like with where everything's going. Like, how do you how do you find the balance? I do worry that oh, I shouldn't. This is not funny. That in 20 years' time, I will be like Weinstein. Weinstein. But mm. I'm not touching up other people. It's all consensual. Mm. It's just in a park yeah. where it's actually, you know, it's and illegal. And you talk, you're talking about it and things like that. But what's the sensitivity? What do you what, Have you changed any of your actions or how you communicate things? Or maybe... Because um, I think uh, you ham things up a little bit sometimes, right? So you'll take something like a, a simple idea of checking someone out. Uh, at the gym, oh, yeah, yeah. but then rather than saying you know checking checking a guy out at the gym, it's like I'm thinking about a guy at the gym about fucking turning him over and all that sort. Of, like oh it's- yeah, it's like I'll I'll make a situation of twenty seconds mm-hmm. into a twenty minute podcast. <laughs> like I'm really good at just stretching out content. Um, I have I've changed a lot of my actions. Um, yeah, since since. This makes me sound like I'm like a little Harvey. But no, like, I think it's just about being Eurydice more... as well. Like, yeah. Again, it's like how 
uh, other people talk about women, like if they're being derogatory, um, I'm not at the level where I feel comfortable going, don't say that. Yeah. Like they shouldn't. And I I know I should say, let's don't talk about that. I'll just like not be involved. I definitely feel that. And a lot of people have texted me some things, um, uh, you know, or have you seen this photo? And I'm like, I'm just not going to reply. Yeah. Or you know, conversations at work. Like, oh my God, I can't believe she's wearing that. I'm like, I just don't want to be involved. Mm. Like, it's just small things. So you things see the danger and you're removing I can yourself. see... Um, not like the danger. You see the, the... Well, I see the effect. I reckon the, the effect in the long run will be a positive one. Like, the first step is not being involved in conversations about how people look. Mm. So don't be involved in it. Um, people just do... You do you. You know, look at me. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm no prize. But I mean, it's the weird thing is that uh, I've I've been employed at radio stations and that like there there was a time where celebrity gossip like that's a thing oh, that you do right. Yeah. You, I remember the show's still dedicated to how people look and the red carpets and all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, I like the, the first step is don't get involved. Don't have an. Well, really, don't you don't need an opinion on how she looks or. Mm. Um, and then the next step will be. Maybe trying to persuade people um, to not talk like that. Like I always say, um, I hate the word when people say retarded. Yeah. My mum went with special needs kids for years mm. and that really taught me, don't say, oh, that's retarded. So I've trained myself for every time I feel that I was going to use that word, I'd say moron. Yeah. And so now I naturally I just don't say retarded anymore. I say moron. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, four or five years later, I'll be like, don't use that word. Use moron instead. We had a we had a guest on who uh, just casually, and you could see he was sort of correcting at the time. Said the word gay is something that's a bit uh, like. Yeah. Well, people ju- judge you on your actions, not your intentions. And most, and he was never intending to use the word gay yeah. in terms of homosexual people. Yeah. Or you know, and yeah. and but. People don't take. My brother it like still that. says that. Yeah, mm. and it's definitely. I think it's the the interesting thing is, and it's something that I'm still working on. And it sounds like you are too. It's mm. like where to, when is it worth being the squeaky wheel or saying something like being the sort of the fun police and saying, guys, this is actually, this isn't okay. Um, yeah, I, think I mean, that- it's being um, people are like are we becoming too PC, and again, like Hannah. Um, Gatsby said it really well she's like I know I'm really sensitive but it's not a disadvantage being really sensitive is an advantage Be- oh god what it's so so clever and now I've totally forgotten it um, she was like um, my sensitivity means uh, I treat people with respect mm. and I know what I can and can't say and, and what's nice and what's not nice your insensitivity is is really the problem yeah like so because people would go up to her and be like, oh, you should do more lesbian jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she'd say something and they'd be like, oh, don't be so sensitive. And she's yeah. like, no, you're just insensitive. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm not sensitive. The sen- yeah. Being sensitive isn't the problem. It's being so insensitive that's the problem. Yeah. So how do you counter the thing that you were saying you do with your family? Pointing out um, the weight. How uh, do you counter that for look, yourself? Uh, well, my, I haven't, uh, I'll gladly call out my brother. But, but sometimes it's just he's a mecha- like he's such a bloke. Just kick him in the dick. Uh, <laughs> kick him in the he dick. He doesn't like he, again. It's it's intention versus like yeah, his intentions action. are fine. But I'm yeah. like maybe don't use that word. I'll say that. Mm. 
My other, so I've got triplet brothers. So oh, you're I, a triplet. No, no, no. no, 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 no. You're, can you imagine your if I bros was a triplet? Yeah, so I've got Holy three younger shit. brothers. How and annoying. So, yeah. Oh, no, it was so fun. <laughs> annoying for mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick, when I was uh, out but not out, like it was, you could tell. Yeah. Like, I'm super gay. And we were at the dinner table and Nick was, he was been year 12. I was still living at home and he was talking about one of his teachers and he hated this teacher. And he was like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, he's just so gay. And he like held on it. Okay, right. He's great. <laughs> and then just filled his mouth with food so he couldn't talk. And it was really, like, it was so funny. And it was sort of sweet because he's like, oh, I can't say that anymore. You know, like, Christian's gay. Like, so uh, what do sensitive. I do? And so he, he sort of really, like, mid-sentence could great. And that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, the situation that they're in now, mm. now that I'm gay and they know someone, they, they've sort of changed. So I think that change and that fun police happens when you can really see the, but it's the a effect personal of it. journey. I think it's a personal journey as well in a lot of ways. So being, I think that for your brother, he had to have a brother who was yes. gay or something like that. And mm. so that always feels way... I think people are way more empathetic when they actually... Are surrounding these people, you know, they see these people, mm. they're friends with them, they're sort of connected versus just being told you can't well, say that. The homophobic father that has a gay son, you, they're quickly going to become, yeah. yeah, if they want a relationship, yeah, well, you hear that a lot, tune. yeah, they're all like, no, the gays, the gays, or just blokey and then they, blokes. As soon as they know someone or their friend comes the gays, out, the gays, the gays, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run. Um, it's funny how quickly they go, oh, they're not that bad. Yeah. My best friend is and I've known him mm. for years. Like the perception <clears throat> changes. Has anyone come out of the woodworks from the time that you, you know, Trisha's become to, you know, come to life and your and your success on the internet? How do you mean come out As of the woodwork? As in the, 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 the haters. I don't know, people any, that maybe gave you shit back in the day or... Um, no. It's good. No, but I stalk them on Facebook. <laughs> Some of them, I'm like, oh, they got really hot. You've like, got no. now access to them because they're friends or fully, so you <laughs> yeah, can actually yeah, just yeah. see their accounts. And then some, I'm like, oh, good. Oh, really, their life's gone downhill. <laughs> but no, I've got a lot of sort of some old high school friends who um, were, were lovely, but like didn't really talk too much. Yeah. Um, I've really struck up like some good like internet friends like i That's talked nice. to a couple and they got kids they've got kids now like yeah. and they can really relate to the stuff and they're like oh my god this is so great and now we've got like this friendly banter which is really nice and so awesome. complete drivel you do it every every week is that still the plan you can yep. do it for a while yeah well i'm about to sign another two-year contract so so that's actually what I was going to say. So, like, Christian is a great example of someone who has taken something that normally... So well, normally you don't... Like, we're not making any money from this, the daily talk show thing, but you've found a way that to have an employer um, who's only willing just to... just now, yeah. yeah. So, it's been... Like, it's a pretty successful podcast, mm. but it's made me nothing. Yeah. And so, um, now that... Or it's made you everything. Pardon? Or it's made you everything. Depends on how you look no, at it. It's definitely. It's just maybe nothing. <laughs> Money-wise. No, seriously, look yeah. at his account. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now that it, there's a bit of interest from, you know, like two parties. There's interest from two people now. That's what you want. You've got that bit of conflict. So now it's this contract. Now you're playing the game. Yeah, it's great. And so uh, do you think that the f- for you, what I was asking before around, uh, you know, being employed by someone, having a boss versus yep. being 
self-employed. Do you have the goals to sort of have your own empire or do you yes. like sort of what's... Well, I remember that recently there was an opportunity where um, I was going to sell the podcast mm-hmm. for a livable income, yeah. for a good, like really good, yeah. livable wage. And um, I was really excited about becoming unemployed and using that to fund Trish and Christian and grow YouTube and and everything. And I spoke to you about it because mm. you did something very similar where yeah. you left full-time employment. You both did, really. Yeah. You've left full-time employment and now you're doing your own venture. Yeah. Um, I'm going to okay. joke and die. Is a big, a big cough. That's a, it's really dry in here. I like that you've you've only done one. Tommy's got a shocking cough at the moment. Yeah, you if see. you're hearing, I was. I've got something in my throat. Yeah. But um, I think some, I need some nasal oh, spray. Do you want something in your throat? <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop. Um, I forgot what I was saying because I was distracted. Uh, yeah. So we were we were, ch- <laughs> we were we were chatting. We were chatting when you oh, were. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that that didn't eventuate because. Mm. I took two weeks off and I went to Sydney and that's when Nan died and I was holidaying with mum and dad and I was sort of on my own uh, and I was like, I'm so bored. I can't wait to go back to work. Yeah. I can't wait to go back to full-time employment. And then I was like, oh, shit, luckily this deal has fallen through because I think I would get really antsy and you, you need know, a I've community. Got no boss and, yes. You, and, and that's what we... Social interaction. And that's what we are speaking about too, right? Because it's forced you, yeah, both of you, yeah. to, to sort of... Out. Yeah. That, like you come to my house. You've got to get you. out there. Yeah. Like if you'll be a pretty sad and lonely individual yeah, if you I was just so do it on your own. sad in that two weeks. Yeah. I was like, I mean, your man had died as well. Well, which sort a, of aside from that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of. I was sad of that about that, but then I was like, oh, I just can't wait back get back to the work friends and and you know the show and the yeah. Where I was a part of a team. You need to live to create your content because that's where your content comes yeah, from. Yeah, and that's another Living. thing. I get a lot of um, fuel from the people I work with and the mums I work with. You know, they'll yeah. I'll overhear one line. I'm like, great, there's a video. Perfect. You know, write yeah. that down. Yeah. yeah. What, what have we been saying? Or oh, you said it. We need to live a life to. Well, the yeah, content I mean, will come. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a yeah. common thing within radio, right? Is it's like uh, you've got to you've got to be living a life to have something to talk about on air, and so. For us, with what we're doing, you know, there's been times with the podcast where I've literally been in a bubble where I've been excited about the podcast and all I have to talk about is yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And it gets real fucking boring yeah. real quick. Sometimes I'm like, I've got nothing. Yeah. I've got El Zilcho. I look on notes on my phone. I've got nothing to talk about. And that's when I'm like, I'll Google like news.com. I'm like, is there something I can talk about? You need about? to. Ex- <laughs> man. I've exhausted all, all of my life is now in these episodes. I've got nothing else to talk. And I'll repeat stories sometimes without even knowing. So I've got a terrible memory. And people will be like, you've said that one already. When you're playing the scout <laughs> game, you do. We've yeah, done do. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've done one story, I think, three times. <laughs> it's, it's the laxative tea. Are you, you know uh, the green laxative tea? Tell green it again. Tea? Make it a the fourth, fourth time. Fourth yeah. time. So there's this. I was, again, never ending quest to lose weight and there was I walked into this Asian grocery and there was like slimming tea I'm like oh that sounds good so <laughs> I just thought oh it'll, it'll have something that'll help me be thin which it very much does and so I was eating healthy and I was having this tea every morning as I produced a breakfast radio show and then halfway through the show I'd be like oh my god intense guttural pain and I'm like oh, good. and so you'd run and then it was like you know a rocket ship taking escaping off it was just like <laughs> everything would exit 
And then, you know, I was losing weight and I was like, am I losing weight and getting sick? And I couldn't work out why. I'm like, oh, this green tea, though, so healthy, so healthy. Kept drinking it. Ended up... um, Shitting out your organs. Oh, my God. I ended up (laughs) contemplating going to the doctor because I was so... It's so painful. And then a friend of And this is the guy who's been addicted to nasal spray for three years and not (laughs) done anything. So it must have been really bad. It was so bad. (laughs) And then um, a friend of mine goes... Just walked into the studio as I was getting a tea bag out and goes, oh, my God, that stuff killed me when I used it. Like, the laxative effect of it. I was just, like, shitting like this. And I was like, yeah. I've only just, like, I made that connection instantly and went, oh, my oh, God, it's no. the tea. And I was like, yeah, really? Oh, a montage of you I've on the toilet. I've only just bought it. <laughs> you know, I've been using it for the last three months. Oh, and then no. I realised. and then, But I made the same mistake. Again, I was like, don't buy that slimming tea. Walk, walked in and there's the fat blaster pills. Oh, yeah. Blast the fat away. Yeah. I was like, yes, great. That's what I want to do. I want to eat halal snack packs, but have the fat blasted oh, away. Blasting. So the- I took these pills. Oh, no. Again, severe, like, intestinal pain. I got to the level where I was having an ultrasound, right? And the guy was <laughs> oh. like, it's not your appendix. I thought my appendix was going to burst because I couldn't bend. I couldn't do anything. And then they thought there was something in my intestine. And then as I'm having the ultrasound... The doctor goes, oh, like, you know, are you taking anything? And I was like, oh, not really. I mean, I'm taking, like, I've been taking, like, zinc pills and some iron and these fat blaster pills. <laughs> and he stops <laughs> mid-ultrasound. And he just puts the, the little thing back, turns the ultrasound off, and he goes, for fuck's sake, <laughs> stop taking the fat blaster. That's what's doing this. And he goes, get out. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Because it's like, you've wasted my time. You've wasted the resources. And it was just because I was taking the stupid fat blaster pills. And that's when I realised... There's no cure. It's just a healthy diet and exercise. It's just tabo- uh, yeah. it's Tabulian lamb. It's <laughs> That's I'm the name of this that. episode. I'm gonna try that. It's delicious. It's really yummy. It's really yummy. It's the daily talk show, everyone. Christian Hull, thank you for being on for for chatting. And as I say, after every episode, this isn't like an interview. It's more of a conversation. So the idea is that you can like come back as a friend of the show and we tell can us like that story for do it again. Fifth, we can yeah, do a fifth, again. fifth uh, skinny tea story. In because I usually do that story every 100 episodes. It's, it sounds beautiful. <laughs> Hi at the dailytalkshow.com for any complaints, <laughs> for, for email <laughs> complaints. Higher? Hi. Hi. Oh, hi I was like, higher. Are you looking for staff? No, hi no. at hi. the day. H-I. H-I. This is great because we're really selling it in. People are H-I-G-H. Like, they're not replying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should probably set that up as well. Yeah. Hi at the dailytalkshow.com. People can send emails. Do you take emails on your... I guess you just emails use Facebook. so old school. Yeah. Like, they're so old school. Mm. But people write them. We get lots of oh, people we're sending through. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. we're getting people wanting our stickers. We've got stickers now. <gasps> yeah. Have you got here? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll I've got some. Yes, I want a sticker. All right, the Daily Talk Show. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Christian Hall on Facebook.